DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Matthew Bruinger, who is an Associate Professor of Psychology at Franciscan University of Steubenville. He is a research fellow with the Austin Institute for the Study of Family and Culture, as well as a member of the Catholic Psychotherapy Association. He is the founder of Wellspring Counseling and Coaching in Steubenville, Ohio. With Dr. Matthew Bruinger, we go inside the pages of Finding Freedom in Christ, Healing Life's Hurts, published by Emmaus Road. We now begin part two of our conversation with Dr. Matthew Berenger. Say one of the parts of it that I think is so good yeah. is that we are called to, as you said, it's not that just all of a sudden, okay, I'm the victim, I'm hurting, yeah. I have this wound because people have done this to me. Yeah. That's part of it. Okay, yeah. that's part of it. But the other part is owning what we have done to others. One of those secret things that you talked about, that can be a part of that where we think, okay, I'm healing from this and somebody has hurt me and I forgive them. But now we have to go back and there's an atonement essentially that even though this happened to me, I did things to others. Yeah. So, so I love this line um, and this is going to sound strong in some ways, but if the problem is always the world, if the problem is always other people, then you are destined to be miserable for the rest of your life. That's I mean, because right. you're never going to get the world and the people in it to line up the way you want it to. But the good news is a lot of the times the problem is me. The pro- like what, what happens is I bring unrealistic expectations to situations. I bring anxiety and fear into situations. I bring control. I, br- I bring something to the situation. And then the people or the world in it, or rather the world or the people in it don't act or react the way I want them to or need them to. And I get hurt and boo-booed. A big part of healing for me is recognizing what is that part. Now, there are plenty of circumstances where maybe somebody else is 99% wrong and you're only 1% wrong. What I want you to do and what I invite people to do in the book is to own 100% of their 1%. Identify the part that is yours. So, so even in a, maybe if you're in a, an abusive relationship or a, that other person might be overwhelmingly at fault, but if you want to heal and if you want freedom, we have to stop looking at what their fault is. And we have to start saying, okay, what did I do? What is my part in this? I don't, I want to identify it. I want to acknowledge it. I want to rectify it. I want to make amends for it or atone for it. And I want to say to God, God, remove this so that I can serve you and others the way you've created me to. And sometimes that means actually the most loving thing to do is to step away from the other person who's harming you. Sometimes it's actually my part is Mm -hmm. the thing that keeps me in an unhealthy relationship. But learning to identify that part, our part in every situation is I think the path to freedom and healing. And it's also the path to forgiveness in the sense that when I start to realize when I've, um, that I play a part in these things, that I, that I'm, I like the language I use in the book is like, oftentimes I'm sort of cut off from God's grace mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm functioning from a place of self-preservation or self-seeking or self-protection. I realize that most of the times that other people have hurt me, they're acting from that same place. They're acting from a place of self-preservation self-seeking, self-protection. 
I don't like the way it's affecting me. I don't like the way it's, it's hurting me. But all of a sudden, I understand it. It doesn't justify sinful behavior, but it does help me have a little bit of compassion and some understanding why you might act the way you act. Because I see that I see how I act now when I'm acting from that place. I'm trying to empower people who have felt like I can never be happy because my world isn't the way I want it to be. I want to say, no, we, we actually can. We can learn to actually accept the world and the people in it and to live in a certain freedom that God wants for us by letting go of, of these unhealthy um, self-protection and self-preservation strategies. Well, what I love about the, the process that you have here, Matthew, is laying the ground, tilling the soil, getting mm-hmm. us ready, and then mm-hmm. you take us into those six steps in that process, because it's not necessarily a back and forth and back and forth. No, it's a movement forward. It's a, it's yeah, a movement right. forward out of right. the tunnel. I think of the right. Count of Monte Cristo, you know, through the tunnel to get out of the prison. What you do so beautifully is you never leave the steps without bringing the person going through the process without prayer. You have these beautiful reflections in the back. Get yourself ready. Now stop. Okay, now let's pray with all that knowledge, with all this work you've done. Let's enter into a prayer and let's see what God is doing with that. Yeah, and you do that step yeah. by step. It's like you don't even go to number three until you you make sure. But you do yeah. that with the Lord. You never. It's not yeah. just a head trip. It's not no. a check of the box. It's a process that is saturated in prayer. Not unlike, can I say that the the woman at the well? I mean, you bring that, that up. A, it's that yeah. whole. I'm with the Lord. I'm talking with Him. I'm dialoguing yeah. with Him, and. Piece by piece, I'm being yeah. made whole again. Yeah. Does that make I, sense? It does, Chris. I mean, that is, I'm glad that came through because I mean, that is, that's what this, that's what this whole thing is. I mean, this whole thing is, I mean, here's an analogy. And so like, I, I like to think of it like a greenhouse in, in so many ways. So there's this greenhouse and you've got this clear glass and these plants inside and the sun is shining and the f- plants inside are thriving. And what happens over time is maybe some like algae grows on the glass window, vandals come along and spray paint the glass, and eventually the sunlight gets blotted out. Now, the sunlight hasn't gone anywhere. The sunlight is still there. And so in the analogy, the sunlight is God. It's God's grace. It's the plants are like our in our inner life, our joy, our happiness, our flourishing. Our... But those panes of glass, I mean, each one of those sort of panes that is covered in algae or spray paint... Those are our self-protection strategies, our self-preservation, our self-seeking. And what we need to do is identify them and remove them so that that sunlight of the spirit can come pouring back in. But what it's really about is it's just about being with God in a new and more dynamic way. And, And it's recognizing the things that have been cutting me off from that. And most of them are mine. And I've adopted them for understandable reasons, like I've been hurt by the world. And so I adopt these protection strategies, but they're also cutting me off from this deep and dynamic and vibrant grace that God wants for me. And so when I identify those and say, okay, God, I'm going to risk letting these go so that this grace can pour back in. This whole thing is about having this new awareness, this new awakening, this rediscovering of like of God's love, of God's love. And, and this deep and intimate and personal love he has for me 
the beauty of this book too. So this book has steps, right? But that sixth mm-hmm. step in so many ways, the sixth step is like the very beginning. So the sixth step is something like, all right, now you've identified those barriers to God's grace. You've asked God to remove them. You've named them and claimed them. You know what I mean? Like you've asked mm-hmm. God to remove them. And what father isn't going to remove those things? You say, God, I want to love and serve you the way you created me to. Take away the things that get in my way of doing that. Here's what I think some of them are. What father isn't going to remove those things that are getting in the way of you being the kind of creature you were created to be? But like, that's the the beginning is Chris. Like, I don't know where this goes for people afterward. There's no sort of like, and here's what your life will be like. I have no clue mm-hmm. because the point is you now have this new and dynamic relationship with Christ and with the father that's, it's deeper than it was and it's unfolding. And now you get to see where he takes you every day. Like every day you wake up and you say, God, I'm totally yours. Keep my fear at bay so that I can do what you want me to do. Keep my lust at bay. Keep my anger. Keep my, and I will do whatever you ask of me. And like, watch life get exciting, Chris. Like you're going to, you're going to go places and meet people and be in situations that you, it's like the beginning of this new and dynamic journey with God where you're of maximum service to him. And he's going to use you in this, in these beautiful ways that only you can be used because you're now available in ways that you were never available. And so in some step, that, that sixth step is like a, a launching out into the deep. And I feel like I'm sort of on the shore saying like, good luck. Like, I can't wait to, I can't wait to see what God does because he's going to use you now because you're, you're free to be used in a way you weren't. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the thing is what you've done is you've helped to eliminate the barriers to relationship. I wish I had talked to you before I wrote the book, Chris, because that's exactly, (laughs) that's exactly what it is. It's to remove the things that are a barrier to relationship. That's it. I do this. And we do this in in our relationship, right? Like I, Mm -hmm. I keep myself, Adam and Eve do this. The second they sin, they cover up Mm -hmm. and they hide. So much of my life is about covering up and hiding. And that ends up being a barrier to relationship, not only with you and others, but with God. That's well said. Well, and the, well, and the thing is, what you've done, which in Finding Freedom in Christ, Healing Life's Hurts, and I'm not surprised this is published by Emmaus Road, that, and of course, so many are familiar with Dr. Scott Hahn and the St. Paul yeah. Center for Biblical Theology, which yeah. very much, it has its rootedness in there. Can we say 100%. that? You're pointing to the source of that freedom, not to yourself. Exactly. I'm going to describe something and I'm not trying to sound fantastical or anything like that, but in some folks whose wounds are so deep and there's so much pain and there has been some type of activity, for Mm -hmm. example, because the enemy, we know that 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 is a part of the challenge, the battle that every Christian faces Mm-hmm. every soul created by God faces, mm-hmm. that there may be a need from the church in an extraordinary way, times of exorcism or yes. deliverance. Yes. But the key to that is that good and that exorcist, as it were, that position of the church will tell you the goal is the relationship. Yes. Exactly what you're describing yes, here. Yes is exactly the steps because it it is a long period. It's helping the person in spiritual direction, essentially grow and desire the relationship so that now it becomes the person and Christ. Yes. And then the, the minister pulls himself out because now it's Christ and the person. 
in that what may seem extraordinary case, that's kind of what we go through every single day in our ordinary lives. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, that's incredibly well said. And that really boils down. I think the reason we don't heal is because we don't actually have I mean, it's a, it's like, it would be like me trying to hug my wife um, if we were both wearing snowsuits, you know what I mean? Like mm. you can only have so much intimacy when you're both wearing snowsuits. I want people to touch and to remove those barriers to relationship. And then once you do, I have no clue what God's going to do with you. I have no clue. Who could say, who could predict? But I utterly trust that once that relationship has like really taken root in that way, and once you begin to see the ways that you subtly put up barriers and obstacles... And so you start to feel discontent or un- unhappy or anxious again. You say, oh, there's that barrier obstacle I tend to put up in relationship. And you identify it, you remove it, and then you're back to this dynamic, loving relationship where God is going to, he's going to do whatever he wants to do with you. And that is going to be so particular and unique to you. And it's going to be so rooted in vocational word that's put at the very center of your center of your being. That's sort of like that name that only he knows you by. From that place, like your life is going to unfold. And in some ways, Chris, sometimes life looks radically different. People make dramatic shifts on the outside. But in some, and sometimes life looks exactly the same on the outside. And there's Mm -hmm. just this new vitality and openness and freedom and, and nothing is, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to put my pants on the same way. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to make breakfast for the kids, but it's done from a totally new place, from a place of love, from a place of genuine desire to be of service, from a place of not self-seeking and self-preservation, but self-sacrifice. And I mean, and all of a sudden things look different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. We'll return to Inside the Pages in just a moment. Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless. Litany of Humility O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, Jesus, that others may be loved more than I, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, that others may be chosen and I set aside, 
that others may be praised and I unnoticed, that others may be preferred to me in everything, that others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, Tune in and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. We now return to Inside the Pages. And the thing is, don't be afraid. Don't let fear block this because there's the encouragement that as you go, just as Christ would send us, he, your encouragement to seek out others, to seek out as you're going through this process, don't isolate yourself. I mean, I see so much in the healing. I wish in some ways, I wish we could just sort of heal in our, like, you know, in sitting in a dark room alone, but what I've found, and and I think it speaks to that deep, it's almost, it's almost cliche to say that we're, we're relational beings or we're creatures made for union and communion with others. It feels so, I mean, theology of the body really has beaten that drum so much for so many people, but it's, it's so true. I mean, we, we are made for relationship and to find one person in your life, you know, to find somebody who you can enter into this process with a trusted person. And that's not everybody. People have to earn that right to see those places of of your heart. But we really do need others to be a part of this journey. And so my hope is that, I mean, I would love to see little groups pop up or like of people walking this journey, loving Mm -hmm. and supporting one another, much like you maybe see in AA. I mean, you sort of, Father Benedict Rochelle was sort of famous for for talking about AA. He was very familiar with the AA and the 12 steps as well. And Mm -hmm. some of the holiest people I've ever met have absolutely been in those rooms of AA. I mean, they've come from the bottom, the dregs, under bridges, prostituting themselves. And these are men and women radically open to God. Their mantra is like, how can I be of service to you today? One day at a time, how can I be of service to you today? And their genuine belief is that by being of service to God and to one another, that they will be able to retain their freedom from alcohol and from drugs. And that is Galatians 5.13 to me. Like you are called to freedom, only do not use your freedom for things of the flesh, use it to love and serve one another. When we use it for that, when our life becomes about a genuine and authentic service to others and God, man, you taste freedom. You taste true freedom. Mm-hmm. And I can still be hurting. I can still have some of my pains, but I'm free. That's right. We're as free as he is after the resurrection, right? He still has his wounds and God's glorified in all that. 
Exactly. I'm not trying to sound trite, but it, no. I mean, it God's it. honest truth. Yep. Oh, Matthew, I wish I've taken up so much of your time already. I wish I, I had more and more because the steps are so wonderful. The prayers in here are so wonderful. The encouragement. I have already have a stack that I've I'm set to oh, give Chris. some friends because I really you. thank you. Thank you. I get I get a lot, and I mean this again in all acknowledgement, reverence to those who work so hard yeah. to try to communicate this, and they do yes. in certain ways. But for me. And yeah. all the books that I've read yes. on the subject, I think this is the most concrete. I think you. you do the dance so beautifully between psychology and spirituality. Yeah, thank you. It's, sometimes one leads the other, and it's not a really beautiful dance, but some yeah. this one it is. Any final thoughts? Maybe two thoughts. The first is just a, an acknowledgement that I know that so many of us have this lingering suspicion that we're not free or that we're hurting or that our pain is deep and we feel afraid and you said this but but my hope my humble hope and my prayer is that you would take the risk just the risk to begin the journey because the freedom that god has for you and what he the ways he's going to use you as a unique being and, and only you that only you can be used once you begin to taste this healing this is part of what it is i think to be set ablaze and to set the world on fire is so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And there may be a shameless plug here, but we're going to be taking this book and I'm going to be walking people through some of these steps on a healing pilgrimage to Paris, Lisieux, and Lourdes. And we're going to have exercises where we try to bring out these reflection questions and, and go to places, uh, beautiful cathedrals and adoration, and ultimately bring it to Lourdes and invite our Blessed Mother into some of our hurts and sufferings and invite healing in. So I'd love if anyone's interested in that to, to reach out and have the opportunity to maybe walk through some of this stuff with people more personally. Beautiful. Where can they get information? Yeah. Um, the, the website we'll is- We'll put a link in here too. Yeah. That'd be where, great. Can, where can we? Uh, well, it's on the versoministries.com page. There's a landing page. So we'll find it. They'll find yeah. it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. But find the book first. Yeah. Or give them at the same time. I yeah. mean, it's only a click away. <laughs> And if anyone you know, has, that's only a click, click, yeah. click, click. And I love your stories of freedom. If the, if people have like, if this, here's what I, if the book has touched you, I'd love to hear those stories. I mean, it, I just want this book to be helpful. And if it's not, I think honestly, use it to prop open a window to cool your house or throw it in the fireplace to warm your house. It'll be a value somehow. Right. But if this has done something to you, um, I'd love to hear some of those stories of healing and hope. Yeah, there's something beautiful about that land too, France. I've been on many journeys in Europe, pilgrimages, things That's like awesome. that. That's awesome. There's nothing quite like when you're outboards. I'm so excited. Or and so and Paris and oh, never been, Chris. I feel I feel so excited about it's it. It's the land of the Sacred Heart. It has so much, and I talk about a nation that need needed healing mm. after so much. And God's response, a little priest named John Vianney or Harold yeah. Amoniel, where the Sacred Heart is. I'm not saying that you're going to go to all those places, but there's something very, Tangible. you know, our Lord's desire to heal Beautiful. the land of the miraculous metal. And Beautiful. yeah, we're going to go to, to that place. We're actually going to go there and see. Yeah. yeah. Our Lady. So I'm just encourage people. Matthew, yeah. thank you. Chris, this I hope we get to talk again soon. God bless too. you. Thank you. With Dr. Matthew Bruinger, we've gone inside the pages of 
Finding Freedom in Christ, Healing Life's Hurts. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, visit stpaulcenter.com, the website for its publisher, Emmaus Road Publishing, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. You can also view this conversation on the Discerning Hearts YouTube channel. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.